Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is July 29th, 2019. It is Monday morning. I am so happy I'm awake. I had to, like, re-wake up really early in the morning on um, Saturday and Sunday because by Friday of last week, I was waking up at 8 o'clock California time, which is, like, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock on the East Coast. And there was just no way. Thank God I had the foresight to not do the show. I was a little concerned because I knew what happened to me last time. And so it was kind of interesting to see um, how it played out this time. But last time, what we did in five and a half weeks, we literally did in five days or six days in a row and just kept going and going. And, um, wow. So let's see. We're going to be editing, and I'm thinking launching by the end of this month. Uh, or I'm sorry, not this month, August. Um, so it'll be it'll be great. Thank you for your patience. And today, I have a show that you would think, why would we be doing yet another show on truth? Why is truth so important? A lot of it is because what I realized, and this last week, and meeting people and talking was I realized how much we underestimate the impact of actually telling the truth. We are so accustomed to not hearing the truth and not trusting what we hear that no matter what we hear, we do research. We try to find out, is that true? And yet, when something's mean or angry, we say it faster and more truthful than we say something that's good or nice. It's amazing that we have flipped that whole world into accepting, I'm, I'm mad, I'm angry, you're not okay, and someone telling us what's wrong with us over all the things we may like about that person, care about in life, compliment each other. We think, oh, well, I'm not going to tell them that. They'll get a big head. Or I'm not going to tell them that. They'll think they're great. I'm not going to tell them that. Everybody probably tells them that. But yet, if something's wrong, they'll come and say, well, what about I get it on my posts all the time. I'll I'll put up a post, and instead of somebody saying, hey, you know what, I get that, because they're general. I'm not going to be, like, you know, specific, that specific in a post, because you can't. Then everyone's like, oh, you're talking about me. No, not really. I'm talking about us. And I get a whole explanation of why that 1%, it's not even a 1.00001% exception will be the rule that we talk about. 
and I, I hear them sometimes. I, I don't even know what to say. Why? Because the truth, it rules. And when it's not ruling, something else is going on. This morning, I read an article about a mass shooting that happened in Gilroy, California, yesterday at about a little past 5.30 in the afternoon. So by now, about 12 hours ago. And this guy just broke in through a fence to an event where people were watching a band playing, and he opened fire. He killed three people. He injured 15. He got shot within minutes of being there, and he'd already killed people, three people and shot 15. So what happened was somebody in the in the group said, you know, was close to him and said, why are you doing this? And he answered, because I'm really angry. That was his reply. And I just read that this morning, found out about this this morning, and I thought to myself, that's as honest as he could be. And I will bet my life that prior to this day that he decided to show up and not only kill himself because he knew he'd probably get killed, but to hurt other people with him to show how angry he was, was because when truth isn't spoken in our lives, it destroys us. Because now we live in a world of mistrust. We get such high anxiety waiting for the truth to come out. Or, oh, my gosh, what if I find out? Or we find out that there's some, you know, we get some weird bill in the mail or we get some kind of weird email that says, you know, just awful things. And we are, and and not even from us, they're just like things that circulate. And we find out there's some loophole in the law and we have to pay so much money or we have to do this. If nothing is set up, not nothing, most things are not set up for us to feel safe. We feel jumpy. We feel fear. We feel doubt. We feel worried. Even watching the news, we leave with anxiety. And a lot of it is because our focus is in holding back the truth and discounting its power because insecurity, anxiety, fear, doubt, and worry sells. Whether they're selling ratings, whether they're selling for profit. We've begun to question for a few good years now our food supply. We don't even know if that's okay. It's like, where do we start? So taking all that, and putting it together. Truth is truly our gateway to love and to purity. We want those things, but we're trying to get them by bypassing the truth. So why is it so important that we talk about what's real? 
instead of everything that's wrong. Why do we do that? What happens is, and this has happened to me, is that when I find that things are just not real around me, I start pulling back. I could feel that maybe this person isn't saying good things when I'm not there, but they're trying to tolerate me, or they have said things about me, and they'll say, well, why didn't you, why don't you see that person anymore? And it's very few people I've had to be like that with. All of us have run into people in life where we can't be the way we were over time. And then sometimes we won't know why. And we go back and we'll realize that we were not able to freely exchange the truth. And when that happens, whether we know it or not, because we are hardwired to the truth, it's because of the truth. We can talk all day about what they've done, what wasn't okay, why it wasn't okay, and we can get mad and give a million reasons why. But at the end of the day, one of the two or both people did not feel that the truth was as important as it needed to be. When people argue and they finally get to the truth, the argument stops, literally stops. Even when somebody can tell, one partner can tell another, I just cheated. Not telling that truth causes an avalanche of other lies because you have to cover it up. You have to pretend you were somewhere else. You have all these things that you have to do. But the minute the truth is spoken, action can happen. So like here you are and you tell the truth. And then the other person and you both know what to do even to the point of cheating on each other. Because the truth releases all the antennas that are up trying to figure out what's wrong. I remember once my mom, I I went to visit Chicago. My kids were young. I can't remember where they were because they weren't in the house with me. I was alone, or maybe they were asleep. I can't remember, but I remember I was upstairs, and my mom was in the kitchen, and I don't, I don't even remember what she was saying to me, but it wasn't, like, meant for me, but she was really upset about something, and she was taking it out on me, and I was thinking, God, that's weird. You know, usually my mom is really happy. And now I'm visiting, something's wrong. So I went to her and I said, Mom, whatever you just said to me, and I can't remember what it was, but I said to her, that wasn't for me. I haven't even been in Chicago long enough for all of that. And when we talk on the phone, we've never had this discussion. So whatever's going on, whatever's going on. I don't think it has anything to do with me. What are you upset about? And God, I could only wish, because she's passed now, so I can't remember. 
But she started to cry, which I don't see my mom do very often, maybe two or three times, out of being upset. And she hugged me. And she just started talking. She was mad or upset or felt left out of something my dad did. And because they didn't do that often, she felt sad and she didn't want to talk to him about it because she wasn't used to addressing conflict to that level with my father. And I think it may have had something to do with his family because all the conflict started when they moved here from overseas and they had little instigators in the family. But whatever it was, the way she held me and the way she cried is all I remember. But what really happened was that she was saying the truth. She was able to express what was bothering her, what hurt her. And sure enough, there was somebody in the family. If, if now we're talking, I can get to it. But somebody, and I, I, I know her. She's one of the wives of one of my uncles, and she took pride in creating upset around her. Until this day, I, you know, kind of always had a flag up on that person because she did do that too, not just my mom, but all the other wives. She wanted to be queen wife or whatever, but something like that was going on and it started to involve my dad and something, but it's just the way it is. But the truth is what released her. And think about the fact that that's all I actually can remember right off the top of my head is the release of the truth. And for my mom to hold me the way she did and to cry the way she did and to start talking the way she did was huge. But her desire for the truth was everything. We're we're mean. We associate truth with being mean when we're honest. We hold back being nice. And then by holding back the truth, we discount It's power, yet we already know something's up and we're very well aware of it. All that surrounds just the truth, let alone getting to love without it. Any love we get, any deal we make that's less than love, less than truth, less than purity, is going to give us one lesson after another to tell us why that isn't the route. There was a breakup this past week, and in the breakup, one person was totally destroyed, and I'm sure the other person felt like they regained their freedom from the person. So they break up. One party didn't know why. It's like one day they're totally in love and the next day it's I don't love you. What happened? Well, because the one who left didn't tell the one who was left 
behind, the one who was left behind reacted as though somebody just threw them off a cliff. And the sad part was it was so hard to deal with because the truth wasn't there. The truth wasn't there. And that's how powerful that was. I mean, to the point where, you know, people, they either harm themselves or they harm others because they are not able to speak their truth. That that man saying, I'm really angry. While he's shooting people, can't even feel that he's hurting anyone because his pain in his brain is way more than everybody else's. Last night, I saw on 60 Minutes a piece on Monaco, which I did not know. I never thought about Monaco for any reason, probably throughout my life. So they have this piece on, and I just happened to see it. And they have, like, no crime in Monaco. None. It's like heaven on earth. People don't hurt each other. And yet it it caters to the super, super, super rich. But the actual, like, real citizens of Monaco, not all, none of them have a lot of money. But they are treated with great respect. It's not easy to become a citizen. You could live there for a long, long time and not be a citizen. But for those people who are, Whatever they sell to the outsiders for triple, they will give them, like, a beautiful hotel that they'll sell the room for, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. They will give them for very little money. There's that few residents that are citizens of that country because they just know they don't make enough money to pay the other money. They only charge the people who have the money to pay the money. And they said, you know, this is like a very, very upscale public housing. It's clean. They have a different entrance and exit. They live a different reality, but they are not treated with disrespect. That level of truth is the respect for a fellow human being. That's how big the truth is. And because people are treated with respect, they have no need to kill each other, to be angry like that. They feel that the people who come in to the country, they they can make a living from by goods or services. They have no reason to lie other than maybe mental issues to get what they want or need. They have no reason to point fingers. It all goes back to the truth of understanding that respect is the truth. Not your version of the truth, but the truth. The truth is every human does count. The truth is there is no soul left behind. The truth is there is no soul more important than another. 
the Prince of Monaco runs the country. You should just see his death. It's piled. I thought, gosh, what if he dies? Who's going to run the country? He's running everything. He's like the mayor. And I, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but I think the entire the entire country was like 38,000 actual citizens of that country. That's it. Really interesting. But the bigger news, and there's always bigger news, was that when you hear heard, heard him talk and they tried to poke a hole in his world and said they used to call um, – something about shady people go to Monaco because there was in their banking system a loophole for people to hide money and avoid taxes. And he said, instead of arguing and trying to act like that didn't happen or wasn't happening, he said, yes, that did happen, but that doesn't happen anymore. And we deserved that title. Right when he said that, I wanted to hear anything else he said because I knew it would be true. I knew it would be true. He didn't have space to dump his opinion on everyone. He just spoke the truth. That's it. He just did that. And so my inclination, my thing is, I would believe anything else he said. Because he told the truth about the hardest things. He didn't say, you know what, we really didn't do that. And the people who said that were lying and, you know, started dumping accusations back. In the U.S., we don't say if something was wrong or not true. We just start pointing fingers at other people to distract and deflect. And because of that, there's a lot of divisions among people because there's some that have an agenda outside of what's actually happening and they want to pursue that agenda. So it's whatever it takes, even in advertisement, advertisement is known for it, whatever it takes to get the sale, we will say and we will do. And now because of online reviews, people are a little bit more careful. They don't want one bad event to take away all their business, and it can happen. It's really interesting. If you really think about how the truth is actually running the show, and once people find out the truth, the whole Me Too movement, once we started finding out the truth, there were some people who came up who just wanted to slanderize other people at the end of it because now it's like, well, that happened to me too. And there was a case here in L.A. of a sports figure, a woman. She was a sports announcer, and she went after one of the coaches of one of the teams in L.A. And she had just written a book, so she wanted to sell her book. So here's a good friend of the wife and the husband. And she didn't care if she tarnished both of their reputations. Instead of really wanting to heal and confronting them privately, she wrote a book about it to further her 
her stand in the world. And it wasn't even a full-on thing. And she's a big woman, a very strong woman, and you think, why didn't she confront this on her own if she really wanted to heal? It's the first thing I thought. It, I haven't thought it with anyone else in the movement, but it was at the very tail end. And the person was shocked. They did a special press conference because of the person she was accusing, even though she herself had a certain level of being a celebrity. And I heard it, and I thought, what is she doing this for instead of that poor thing? And I thought, something's wrong. Something is not coming off as real here. She was trying to act upset at the part she should have acted upset, but the whole point of that was she was trying to act upset. She didn't look scared to me. And sometimes when we want something else at the end, we start saying things at the beginning we shouldn't be saying. Think about that. Sometimes when we want what we want to get at the end, we start saying things we shouldn't be saying at the beginning. I know that I've gotten growing up in more trouble telling the truth than I ever would have had I lied. And maybe my parents may have preferred I lied, not for real, but so that they wouldn't have to face my truth. The truth of me wanting to just be free. Because that meant a lot of cultural problems when you're Muslim. And by free, it just meant like I get to have rights to my own life as an adult. I can marry who I want. I can go out and be who I want without it hurting the entire community. Down to the point where people, just because of my truth, went to my my work and my boss calling me at home and telling me not to come in because of the truth. Because they knew deep inside that the truth would have broken the dam and every other woman in our community would fight for her freedom if I were allowed to have mine. They were willing to hurt me and to shut me up and to shut me down because they didn't want to see the truth. And all of these people who are angry running around, at least in the States, who feel that they need to shoot up crowds or divorce all the way down to the the dirty part of divorce where you're hurting each other outside of the marriage, all goes on the denial of truth. Trying to pull the wool over not only your own eyes, but somebody else's eyes. 
that saying, and I used to say it to my kids, and I actually found out later, I Googled it, and it's been around, but I didn't know that when I said it to my kids, but I remember when my daughter was four, and she wanted to storm off, go in the room, and slam the door, and I thought, well, she's four years old, this is the first time it's ever happened, and this will be the last time it ever happens. So instead of letting her go cool off and being glad she was out of my hair, I went and got her and brought her back to the living room and said, when you walk away, you're just going to stay angry. Do you want to stay angry? Do you want to stay mad? Are you mad at mom? And I can't remember what she was mad about. Isn't it funny we don't remember what happened, but we remember solving it. And I told her, before you ever leave to go to your room, Instead of slamming your door, instead of doing that, just tell the person why you feel like doing that and don't do that. Because if you go in your room, you're just going to sit there and be mad, and you're just going to be upset and ruin your whole day. She just kind of looked at me, and she started telling me. I wish I could remember. And it was solved. How did I solve that? Well, for a four-year-old, how do you solve that? I would take mad out of them, roll it up, open the window, and throw it out and say, there, it's gone. And we do that till this day. And now we laugh at ourselves doing it, but we do it. On that note, I can't believe how fast the show went. I only have like 20 seconds. So I will see you guys tomorrow morning. I love you guys. Thank you for waiting for a week. I'm so happy to be here. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.